football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your very busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to a dramatic 130-128 overtime win on ESPN. The Nuggets prevail and vanquish their Western Conference rival, the Clippers, who just beat them a week ago. Admittedly, I thought this was going to be, um, well, I mean, just to be candid, I thought this was going to be a bloodbath. I I thought the Nuggets were going to crack the Clippers. I really did. Um, and I felt even better about that before the game when I found out that um, that Marcus Morris uh, Sr. was not going to play either. You know, he represents a, a certain toughness for that basketball team, and they're on the road, and it was a payback game. So I, I was I was surprised that it was as close as it was. Um, but that being said, you do not apologize for wins at home in January. You just don't do it. Um, yes, the Nuggets were a legitimate favorite. By the time that thing tipped off, our friends at Superbook had the spread as nine and a half. I played it. I lost, here to tell you. But it's all good uh, because what we saw from Nikola Jokic, you can just put it side by side with the thousand other pelts on the wall. But this one, man, this one uh, has a different shade of greatness to it. 49 points. 14 rebounds, 10 assists, 3 steals from your center. Also threw in a block. He got to the free throw line 16 times. 16 free throw attempts. I don't know where that ranks among the most he's taken this year, but it's got to be top 3, top 4. He made free throws. He made shots. He made threes. He was efficient. Played over 40 minutes. Golly. Between his 41, actually four of the five starters played more than 40 minutes. Aaron Gordon played 44 minutes. Oh my gosh, and Aaron Gordon. Let's bring him his flowers. He is having some type of 2021-2022. And that moment on Wednesday night on ESPN in overtime may be the best Aaron Gordon moment we have this year. Because of what was on the line because the timely nature of it, because of the play itself, because it was um, in a payback game, it was on ESPN, and it's just a a feel-good finish. Aaron Gordon is putting together quite a season. AG was plus 21 when he was on the floor on Wednesday night. Think about it. It's a two-point overtime win. Aaron Gordon, when he was on the floor, the Nuggets won by 21 points. Jokic was a plus 15 once again, the bench just, I mean, 
the second quarter, it just, you know, it, it's more of the same. I mean, it's more of the same frustration, but every time you go through it, it's just, it feels new. Um, the bench was just awful. What was it, 21 to 3 uh, run in the second quarter? And then, of course, the starters are still dealing with the bad vibes that have left out on the floor. I think Jokic missed his first five or six shots there in the second quarter uh, after coming back into the game. Um, so it's just kind of more of the same. Nuggets are one of the worst teams in the league, uh, or, or they, they are the worst team in the sport when Jokic is not on the floor. That's obviously uh, could be an element um, in the MVP race, and I do want to circle back to that uh, in here just a few minutes. Uh, but for Aaron Gordon to score 28 points on a 10 of 16 shooting, he made four threes. I think, did the game start with a, a Aaron Gordon three? Let's see. Okay, no. Uh, Jokic, Jokic made it two to zero. Um, it was the next bucket. Because I was going to say, did he bookend the game with threes, a three to make it 3 0, and then the. And then the overtime winner. No, it was Jokic that scored first. It was Aaron Gordon's uh, first shot uh, where he scored a three and made it made it five to three. Um, but uh, look, Gordon was great. Gordon was great. We continue to see him and Jokic working together. You know, they had that one um, play in early stages of the of the first quarter. It felt like um, you know when I was younger as a player. I don't even know if they do this anymore. I don't know what they do and what they don't do in the youth uh, levels or even, you know, high school levels. But you know, we I would have coaches that said, "Hey, you know, um, you're you're going to execute a transition drill and you're not going to let the ball hit the ground. It's it it's only snap chest passes, and it's like I said, it's typically for a um, a, a transition drill or even a secondary transition drill." Uh, but that's what it looked like between Jokic and Ag, just like passing the ball back and forth. In a two-on-one scenario, and the ball's not touching the ground. It looked like a modified basketball drill. Um, but it's hilarious because when you play this game like it's supposed to be played, it can oftentimes look like that. So I, I you know, I, I, I love that. I love that stuff. Um, so, you know, we've been talking about it a lot here uh, on the podcast uh, about the development and chemistry between AG and Jokic. Uh, you're seeing it in spades here. You're seeing it uh, continue to blossom um, I just, I just love to see it. Now, I will say this: those was about four different times I thought the Nuggets were going to lose the game. It was about four or five different times I thought that the Nuggets were going to lose. I mean, even late in that fourth quarter, where you know the Nuggets are down one hundred eight to one hundred, you know, you're nearly down double figures with under four minutes left. I, I just. You know, I I thought that they were going to lose, and I'm like, ah, crap, because there I was on the radio, like, damn near guaranteeing a, a win. Um, didn't go quite that far, but I felt great about it. Um, but I certainly had my doubts. But I'll say this, you know, Monte Morris down the stretch of that basketball game came up big. Uh, I thought that you know Jokic getting to the line uh, continuously down the stretch of that basketball game uh, was a big deal. Will Barton. Um, was uh, quiet uh, uh, on Wednesday night, but it made a big layup with under 30 seconds to go, tied at 114-114. Jokic's shot on the possession before that, the, the, um, the uh, uh, was it a three? or No, it was, it was a two. It was a two. Um, I mean, cleanup duty, the offensive boards, the tip-ins from uh, Jokic. He was doing it all, knocking down threes, getting the free throw line, doing, doing the dirty work on the glass, Offensive uh, rebounds. I mean, it was it was it was awesome to see. 
It was. It was awesome to see. Um, uh, although the Nuggets get out-rebounded in totality, the impact that some of those offensive rebounds down the stretch made were just huge. Um, and look, this isn't this isn't even this isn't a game that goes to overtime if Zubac doesn't play the game of his career. I mean, seriously, that was far and away the most aggressive and efficient I have ever seen Zubac play. All right, and and he's underrated. I'll say that he's still just uh, 24 years old, by the way. He, like he was like the last pick of the of the 2016 draft. He might have actually been dead last, um, but he, he doesn't. You know, he does. He's not. He's not a great player. No one would categorize him as that. And he regularly, like, if you pull up his game log, Zubac will regularly have, you know, eight points, six points. Um, you know, which if you're if you know if you're you know coming off the bench and you know trying to fight for every minute that you can get, that that that's pretty good. Um, but when you're playing, you know, when you average, you know, I don't know what he averages, twenty twenty five minutes a night. It, it, it you know offensively it's pretty pedestrian. When he got to twenty two points, they said that was his season high. He scored ten more than that. Offensively, by the numbers, that was the best game he's ever played in his career. He was fifteen for nineteen. It was just great. He was aggressive. He had 32 and 10. I mean, gosh, you just don't, you know, you just don't, you don't see, and, and you don't see him have, like, typically that success against Jokic. A lot of that came against Jokic. Uh, and Zubac said after the game that was the, that was the most fun he has had playing basketball since before he got into the NBA, uh, which is, you know, pretty telling, um, pretty telling uh, uh, quote, given that he's been in the league for a half a decade now. Uh, and and he did that and said that um, in a game that they lost, right? So, um, you know, and and Reggie Jackson too. Like I thought Reggie Jackson was terrific, and we, and I was having some fun yesterday recording um, this podcast, saying that like ESPN had it like oh Wednesday night Nuggets and Clippers, and it was the reigning MVP on the on the Nuggets graphic, and then on the Clippers graphic, it's it's Reggie Jackson, right? I, you know, kind of had some fun with it, but then he's you know making twelve. Uh, 12 uh, uh, buckets and going for, what did he have? Nearly 30, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, 28 points. So, um, you know, I got to put some respect on his name for sure. So, and he gets up to play the Nuggets, especially in Denver. He's from Colorado, grew grew up in Colorado. Um, You know, not far from, um, from, from Colorado Springs, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, and he was he, he was he was having some fun with the crowd uh, at times. So look, hey, live your life, man. He's a, he's a good NBA player. You got to respect him. Um, and then uh, you know, Bloodsoe hit some timely shots down the stretch. Even even um, uh, uh, Brandon Boston Jr. You know, played pretty well, uh, but not well enough. Not well enough to beat a Nuggets team on a night where you know Monte had some, like I said, timely buckets. Didn't shoot it great. Uh, but had some timely buckets. Uh, Will Barton didn't shoot it great, but had some timely buckets. And Gordon, uh, you know, was a definition of a timely bucket uh, to go with Jokic, who you know is the is the sun to to which all other planets uh, orbit. And you know, uh, hopefully, some of this stuff with the second unit not gets remedied, but gets mitigated uh, to a certain degree with. Um, with the arrival of, um, oh my gosh, his name's escaping me right now. Uh, good Lord. Oh, of course, uh, Bryn Forbes, sorry. Bryn Forbes. Um, 
We talked about him yesterday, mostly dedicated podcast just to the trade. But Bryn Forbes is, you know, a terrific catch and shoot a player, one of the best in the league, and just a just a knockdown three point shooter. And hopefully, with him being in the second unit, and then times playing side by side with Jokic, we'll see how much that happens. Hopefully, it's just a. Hopefully, it's a, a, a. We can take a deep breath with the second unit, right? Like that group. That, like Denver gets out of the first quarter with a, a, a lead, right? You're, you're winning at home. It's 29-25. And then you just get your brains beat in in the second quarter. They got outscored in the 12 minutes in the second quarter, 34-18. to It's maddening. It is. It's maddening. There's, there's, there's no other way to, to spin it. But uh, another triple-double for Nikola Jokic. This is the third consecutive triple-double for Jokic. Had a triple double, uh, of course, Wednesday against the, the Clippers. He had a triple double, uh, 25, 15, and 14 against Utah in that loss on Sunday. And then against the Lakers the day before, uh, it was 17, 12, and 13. So he just continues to. <sighs> Guys, I, 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 I say this at the risk of like sounding like a Homer. Um, I'm not. I just think that at the end of the day, and we've talked about this, I think he's going to be squarely in the MVP um, conversation. And when I say conversation, I mean top two. I do. I just don't think it's crazy. As this team is getting healthier, and you know, mainly when I say that, I'm, I'm thinking about Jamal Murray. You know, I think about how everyone's job gets easier when Jamal comes back. And as the team is getting healthier, the schedule loosens up a little bit. And I think the Nuggets are going to win a bunch of games. I do. And even with, you know, winners of three of their last four, five of their last seven, they're already starting to trend in that direction. And I don't think that Jokic's pace of what he's doing is going to slow down at all. I, I, I don't. I don't. He's already got 10 triple doubles this season in 43 games. One out of every four games, essentially, he's putting a triple on the, a, a triple double on the board. And he's heating up in that regard. Three of the ten are the last three. So uh, couldn't be happier for Yo. Couldn't be happier for Aaron Gordon hitting that shot. And I do have to say, though, uh, Davon Reed, you have got to know better. And I don't give a damn how long you've been in the NBA or lack of NBA. As just a basketball player, you know with time left on the clock, you cannot run onto the friggin' floor. Period. Love his energy, love what he's brought. You can't do it. Could you imagine? Because they called a, a technical foul there, right? Luke Kennard goes to the free throw line, he makes his free throw. Could you imagine if Reggie Jackson's three pointer at the at the buzzer at half court goes in? Seriously, go go, and you probably just remember. But if you if you didn't go go watch the highlight, go watch the replay. That thing was about an inch from finding the right spot on the glass and making its way through. Could you imagine what we'd be saying here here the day after about the boneheaded nature of what he did? Now look, no harm, no foul, learn from it. But I was disappointed. I'm like, is he crazy? You can't you can't do that um in modified basketball. You can't do it in high school. You certainly can't do it in college and you definitely can't do it in the NBA. So, okay, uh dodged do, do, dodged a bullet there. Um uh, what else here? Great to see Monte, you know, add 19 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. Like, are you kidding me? 
again, didn't shoot it great from the floor. It was 0 for 4 from 3, 9 for 20 from the field. Not a terrible night. But 19, 9, and 9, uh, you know, that's pretty darn awesome. Pretty darn awesome for Monte Morris, uh, who throughout this season has, you know, first of all, played himself into better shape. He he, he looked um, a little bit chubby at the start of the year. And actually, if you go to his pl- player profile on um, – ESPN.com, and they got the picture of him at the top of the screen. His face, you can see the weight in his face uh, taken in that preseason photo, and then you look at him uh, on ESPN on Wednesday night. It, it look, he looks like he's down, I don't know, 12, 14 pounds, to be totally honest with you. So it hasn't he, he hasn't been lighting the world on fire in terms of like knocking down threes or anything like that. He, he, like I said, he went one, uh, 0 for 4, and then it, that, that was on the heels of 1 for 8. So in his last two games, he's one of a twelve from from three. You'd like to see that change, um, but but again, it's about the timely nature of some of the stuff. You know, forget the box score. It's you know when, when did you do your damage? And I thought he was really good down the stretch uh, of that basketball game. So, all right, man, that was fun. That was fun. Um, the whole world's talking about you know the whole you know the you go to ESPN.com and I, I did this on the show uh, on our radio show here today in Denver, like. Jokic played on ESPN in a game that went overtime, had 49, 14, and, and, and 10, has the game-winning 50-foot cross-court pass like only Jokic can make, and you go to ESPN.com. I'm not hating on ESPN. I go to their website every day. Here at Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan, we're an ESPN affiliate. Love ESPN. But like you go to the page the next day, and you just click on NBA. So get all the football stuff out of there. No hockey, no whatever, right? Um, NCAA basketball. It's just NBA. The big picture at the top is LeBron, and it says the Lakers are broken. Here's how to fix them. The first top headline, LeBron surges ahead of Curry in all-star voting. The next headline's about Kyrie. You know, another headline about, you know, it says unbelievable Embiid scores 50 in just 27 minutes against, you know, the 8-38 and 38 magic. It's still sweet. You know, look, if Nicola did it, you know, it'd be, you know, that's great. Um... The next headline, uh, Russ benched, Vogel had green light. Okay. Uh, then you scroll down. What's, what's, the, what's the secondary page? Westbrook's woes. Stephen A. questions Westbrook's legacy. And you keep scrolling down. LeBron comments on Russ benching, refuses to point blame at Vogel. And you keep you know, scrolling down. These Knicks aren't last year's Knicks. Uh, okay. You keep scrolling down. Stephen A. Smith, can't trust Kyrie to show up to work. Okay. Keep scrolling down. Rookie talk shop. Cade Cunningham diary. Trade deadline stuff. Giannis stuff. Nether Laker headline. It's like, dude, the reigning MVP just went for 49, 14, and 10. And look, this isn't some sob story. I really don't give a damn. I, I really don't. I, I, I don't. I genuinely don't. Like, or I won't let it. I won't let it. You know, because this is kind of is what it's been. But. I, I bring this up because I circle back to what I said in the preseason, and I still believe it. I believe it's going to happen. Um, Jokic is going to have to make an undeniable case for MVP. An undeniable case. Right now, uh, according to our friends at Superbook, Jokic is the fourth um, leading odds on favorite to win the MVP, followed by, or, or excuse me, uh, preceded by Steph, number one, um, Giannis, Embiid. And then Jokic, but Jokic is five to one. At the start of the season, it was twelve to one. 
if I'm not mistaken. So it's trending like Jokic is going to be there down the stretch, and I still think at 5-1 to one, there's enough value there to take a responsible flyer. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Got to win games. Uh, right now, uh, the Nuggets are in the same place they were yesterday, and that is sitting in the sixth seed, um, looking uh, outside looking in on that play-in tournament. Seeds 7, 8, 9, 10 belong to the Timberwolves, uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Blazers. All right, so Nuggets where they need to be right now. Still a lot of time left. Talking about 43 games into an 82-game season. A lot of time left. Um, but it's starting to shape up like where you could see an MVP forecast coming into focus. We'll see. Fixing to find out. Probably got to. You got to be a top four seed, right? So we'll see. You know if they can make headway on the Mavericks, who are a couple games ahead of them. The Jazz, who are a couple games, uh, a few games ahead of them, and then the Grizzlies, uh, who are a few games ahead of them. And just coincidentally, the Grizzlies are who is coming into Ball Arena on Friday night. There's two games left in this homestand. Uh, right now, the Nuggets are three and one during this homestand. Two games left. They got an awesome opportunity, really. Look, Memphis has been great. Memphis has been great, okay? Does Memphis strike fear in you? Maybe. Maybe. But you should be able to beat them at home. So we'll see how how that shakes up. And then after that game, it's Detroit uh, at home to finish up the homestand before they bounce right back to Detroit for for a home-and-home with the Pistons. But seriously, even even if they lost to Memphis... Uh, and beat Detroit, you're looking at a 4-2 and six-game homestand. It's pretty good, right? I think we would have all taken that uh, prior to the homestand starting, considering that the Lakers were on there, considering that the Jazz were on there, and considering that Memphis was on there. So that's that's the bare minimum for me at this point, but it would be really great if they could beat Memphis and then beat Detroit uh, on Sunday and have a 5-1 and one homestand going into that road trip, which is going to be six games. Uh, mentioned the Pistons. You're going to play the Nets in Brooklyn. You're going to play the Pelicans in New Orleans. You're going to play the Bucks in Milwaukee, the Timberwolves in Minnesota, and the Jazz in Utah. So these next two games are low key important. Uh, the Nuggets continue to just you know tread water, um, but they have an opportunity to do a little bit more than tread here. Uh, you're you're swimming if you go five and one on a homestand. We'll see if they can do it. All right, we'll leave it there for now. I appreciate, as always, your time with me here on the podcast. If you want to subscribe, I would really appreciate that. If you want to refer a friend, you know, send a link, let them know that you like the podcast. If they're a Nuggets fan and don't listen, uh, that for me uh, always is the um, most genuine and sincere way that you can um, show appreciation for the podcast. So, all right, we'll leave it there for now. Thank you for being with me, and you know, that whatever happens this weekend against the Grizzlies and against the Pistons, we'll be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.